Greetings, everyone, and welcome to Rolling with Disadvantage, the D&D podcast where we won't be playing D&D. As you would have guessed, I'm your host, Tyler. And for the two in attendance, and the dozens listening around the world, Do you only take dozens? I'm your co-host, Teal! Oh, young man, I'm going to turn you down <laughs> a little bit. If you're new to the show... I gave him the buffer. It was great. RWD is our podcast where we argue, debate, scream, to void about various void. aspects of D&D 5th Edition. Feel free to join the conversation by tweeting us at RWD Podcast. Sorry that we were off for a week. Things happen. Life. Yeah, you do want to talk about something else. I'm just going to bitch and moan about Go ahead, no, let's owning just, let's, cars. Let's talk about it. Go ahead, yeah. So yeah. we missed a week because like, my wife needed her car. Yes. But she went to use her car, and it was bad news. Couldn't shift into certain gear. Chunk, like clunky, stuck, horrible, fucking chipmunk. Palm rats chewed through the electrical in her head, like the midwestern the equivalent of palm rats got to it. Yes. So had to take it to the shop. So we couldn't record. And then yesterday, which was our original day to record, I had to we pushed it because I got issue. my car. And went to turn, and you could hear when you turn, like it was fucking sound. Yeah. Suspension. Yeah. Take it to the shop. Like, oh, yeah, no, the fucking suspension arms on this side is broken, this side is broken. $1,200. Yep. Yep. $1,200 that I no longer have. No. That's mine. My wife's was several hundred dollars also. So here's here's my thing with that. Um, I've always had a general philosophy that you will spend somewhere between like a hundred to two hundred dollars a year on maintenance for your car. Period. Now that doesn't include accidents and things like that, but uh-huh. this is just you will spend that much. Oil and changes if, alone cost more than that. No, no. So that's not including like oil change. This is like oh. actual like replacing shit. Okay. Um. Like wiper blades. Yeah, things like that. And so some years maybe you don't spend any because you had a good year. Right. But that means it's going to carry over. Something terrible is going to happen down the road. Right. Well, now I'm doing the math of okay, what's this cost me per month? I should just get a new car if it if it keeps going, right? If I have yeah. one of those years where yeah. it's like, it's this, and then it's this, then it's the exhaust, then it's whatever. I mean, you know, there's there's definitely a limit, especially around here. Cars obviously have you know weather to I mean, deal with a, and issues, it's but a you've had car. that thing, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, welcome maybe, to Car Talk on NPR. I, I think it's fairly about that time. So that's why we missed a uh, session last week. Sorry, people. I know you were waiting with bated breath on Thursday morning. Um, if you're looking for a new one, I know a guy. Just saying. <laughs> a new car? Yeah. What? Yeah, we bought. We have the same brand now, and I that guy was really awesome. I was uh, card. I don't know what I want. I want a functional automobile. The new one of your current model is pretty nice. I almost got it actually. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a person who needs. I can't just have a car because I haul stuff. Haul things for art and construction and whatever. Yes. I haul things all the time. So I have a hitch on my car. I have an, like a small SUV so mm-hmm. I can fit things in it. I can fold the seats down. It has four wheel drive. Like I need all those things. Yes. Um, but I'm also a, a raging leftist liberal and feel like I need an electric car, or at least a hybrid car, which puts me in a weird You know what spot. I saw the other day? What? A hybrid Tahoe. Interesting. Just, just doesn't make sense, right? It doesn't, just... but I'm glad it exists. Are you? I am. Aren't you just hoping they get a smaller one? I'm, I'm hoping that that person realizes their mistake and gets a full electric car next time. Oh, that's good. Yeah, well. Anywho. That's much nicer than what I was hoping for that person. I, hey, let's no, roll the yeah, dice. Yeah, whatever. Okay. Hey, wait, 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 wait. As a reminder for everybody here, we are on part... This would be part four, five. Five. This part five. five and next week's part six. six-part series. So we're almost done. This is the home stretch, people. On classes. What is remaining, sir? We've got the top, ha- the top, very top heavy. We've got the bard, the cleric, the druid, and then at the bottom, 
the wizard, which I said was going to be first, and obviously he's now going to be last. I'm predicting last for that wizard. I obviously made a prediction, and anything I predict is wrong. So we're going to roll a d4, and I'm assuming that um, Cleric will come up. Make sure you roll it well. D4s are hard to yeah, roll. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Bard it is. Bardo. I was, again, completely off. Dandelion. So many bards. Yaskier. I love bards. Who are bards? What is a bard? A bard. How do bard, friend? A bard is essentially an arcane caster that derives his power from song, from story, from charisma. Pure charisma. From the spoken word. Yes. Or instrument played. Well, exactly. It's it's when it's described in the book as like the the sound, right? Yes. Um, bards say that the multiverse was spoken into existence. So like it's it's the words of creation. It's the sound of magic. They're manipulating that sort of stuff. We've had lots of conversations about bards yes. on the show. Yes, I we love bards. We came up with so. inspirational speaking bards, stand up comedy bards. Uh, I feel like somebody play you maybe played a cooking bard. Yes, like, I tried for a brief second. It, the the campaign only lasted eight hours, so didn't last very long. But yes, I wanted to cook to inspire people and such. Yes. I like the description at the very beginning. Like, these are always examples of the character. A stern human warrior bangs his sword rhythmically against his scale mill, setting the tempo for his war chant. Like, mm-hmm. that's a bard. It's, it's that's like a Wolf of Wall bard, right? Yeah. You know, yeah I forget what they're... Banging on the chest. Yeah, banging on the chest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's so mm-hmm. weird. Yeah. But that's what a bard is. A bard is a, a sound magic. Oh, it's no. the music man. I mean, to be fair, bards only do one thing. Two things. They inspire. And viciously mock. And vicious mockery. Thank you for knowing where I was going with uh, of that. Of course. That's, I mean, I, that's it. I mean, most some of them don't even inspire. They just viciously mock. That's it. That's the only abilities they have. Yeah, because they use their bardic inspiration to instead cut words and such. Yes. So sometimes it's literally just tearing people down. And I feel like we can all agree that a bard who kills something with vicious mockery should be elevated should to the get bonus highest XP. echelon of bardism. Yes, that is a that is a god bard. Because honestly, a d4, 2d4, 3d4, even when you get to 4d4, when you're doing 4d4, things have hundreds of health. Yes. Your 4d4 psychic damage isn't really going to do much, and yet somehow. Anyway, get a bonus on that? A bonus? Yeah, like plus. Oh, anyway? um... Yes, if you multi-class and take something that gets potent spellcasting... Because uh, then you can add your yeah. casting modifier to damage, but then you'd have to have good wisdom, I think, to get that. Which I have, have to be no like a idea. Cleric, I think, to get that. I, I'm gonna look into that. Oh, we're gonna multi-class a cleric today. Yeah, maybe. Um, all right. So, what's our key things about a bard here? We said inspiration. What is inspiration? Inspire. Well, first, Inspira- st- I, I think we have to talk about their stats. I mean, beyond anything, charisma is the thing you must have. Everything else is good and helpful. Yeah. And Depending I, on the kind of bard you are. And the other thing that I want to point out is that bards have the most appropriate saving throws. All the other classes normally have one that makes sense and then another one that kind of makes sense. But bards have the perfect two saving throws in dexterity and charisma. Correct. You know, like there's, you know, what paladins get charisma and wisdom. Like what's what's a paladin doing with wisdom? You that know? makes sense. Really? Does it? Yeah, they, they stand against why fear. Not, er. Why not constitution? I think charisma makes less sense. Anyways, we're focusing on bards here, sir. I know, but I'm just, you know, it, they have two saving throws that I think make great sense. And the other thing is they get lots of skills. Mm-hmm. Lots and lots of skills to choose from. They're proficient with a handful of weapons, too. And instead of having a list of skills to choose from, it's just any. Choose any three. Any three. Because you can be whatever you want when you're a bard. I think that's the point, is a bard can take many forms. Bard can be anything you want it to be. 
like if we're looking at the most recent bard in pop culture, Yaskier in the Witcher TV show, he's got no skills really except songwriting and laying pipe. And laying pipe. Yes. Both male and female. Correct. He's all about equal opportunity. Equal opportunity. He's not good at fishing. Nope. He can't make a wish to save his life. Nope. He can't really make friends. Oh, you know what? He can write. It's not that he makes friends. It's that he forces himself to be friends with you. That's true. I know it's it's like not the greatest show on earth, but when The Witcher is telling him his honest opinion of his songs and the Oscar's like offended. Yes. It's the greatest face acting. <gasps> it's just like... I, oh I, yeah, that actor just, really nailed just the, it. The hurt and the anger combined. Was he really perfect. is the best part of the show. The yes. bard is the best part of yes. that show 100%, for sure. Hundred percent. Um, but so they have. So yes. Um, weapon proficiencies, lots of skills. Their spell casting is honestly pretty weak. Um, they're gonna get a lot of support spells, but it's like sorcerer spells because they know spells. Yes, you know spells. You don't uh prepare spells. Which just is, you you it's songs. You know songs. I know. And you play the That's songs. That's a great way of putting it. Exactly. You, you don't just like every morning study a new song. Yeah. You only know so many you, songs. Yeah. You can only, you, your set list is only so many. Yes. Exactly. Only so many Each, jokes. Only so many songs. They have the same, they're, they're on tour and they have the same set list. And each each level, you know, you maybe write up a new bit. Yeah. That's your. Change you, it up just a, just a little. Just, just a little. little. Um, but they eventually know twenty something spells. So. Yes. That's pretty good. Yeah. They know. They, plus cantrips. They know a lot plus cantrips. Ooh. Side note. I've been thinking about a spell. Go. Tell me what you think of the following, if it's overpowered or not. Mm -hmm. Cantrip. Yep. Action. Yep. um, A target you can see within 30 feet Mm -hmm. gains 1d6 temporary hit points. Yes. Completely and utterly. Until the beginning of your next turn. Oh. Well, yeah, to that part. Uh, Still, yes, I would say yes. Overpowered? Simply, yeah. Simply because uh, False Life already exists, it's a first level spell, and you get 1d4 plus 4 hit points. 1d4 plus 4 is better than a d6. Or possibly worse or the same. But it only affects you, And it's you, a first it? level spell. Does it only affect you? Uh, I think so. Um, believe it only affects you. But even still then, having it affect somebody else is even better. But that's my reason for making it only last. It should be It should be a first level spell then. Okay. You gain 1d4 plus 4. Yeah. Duration. duration being an hour. Yeah. See, but it, but no, it lasts until they're gone. Nobody calls cast false life and is like, these are going to last a full hour. You cast it because you're about to oh, go I, into some I know shit. that, but that's the point of temporary hit points is they last a long time as opposed to six seconds. Uh, I'm trying to think of a, a a cantrip, though, that can – it's it's just a quick shield. Like, what if it was what if it was the following? You target you can see against temporary hit points equal to your con modifier. So it's just two. Spellcasting modifier would make more sense. Whatever. It's just two. But – um. No, I'd rather have something like, um, uh, that's the thing, cantrips have to be, and how do you level that? I Is know. that a cantrip that you level or you don't level it? it yeah, it would Maybe be, you don't if, level you, it. if you're at level five, you gain whatever. Or is it just a normal one, like, prestigitation is always just the same uh, that's thing? That's a good question. Anyways, back to the bard. Sorry about that. Talking about bard spells, though, they have a thing. Yep. Um. What's that thing? Well, wait. It's called Magical Secrets. I was going to say Bardic yeah, Secrets, okay. but it's not. I, I, magical I, I Secrets. I going. Yeah, Magical Secrets allows them to pick spells from any class. Which is awesome. Very awesome. And that's pretty much, in my opinion, where a bard will get any of their offensive capabilities. Yes, because their spell selection is not Aside from, like, great. Shatter, they're not dealing a whole lot of damage. No. I mean, they get Mavish's Mockery, but you're not doing Again, damage. Again, not dealing a lot of damage. Mavish's Mockery is, is it, I'm going to say it's a great spell, though. Oh, my God, it's a great spell. Yeah, that disadvantage, a, a little tiny stab like, of damage. Even at, like, level 20, when we're fighting gods and shit, 
giving them disadvantage is a big thing. It's huge. So their limit, their list of offensive spells is not great. However, great support spells. I want to share an anecdote. Very unique support spells. I think we already mentioned on the show, but I want to talk about it again. Go. In a previous recent campaign, Mm -hmm. Taven cast vicious mockery on something. Yes. And then he cast what? Um, Uh, Gift of Gab. Gift of Gab to make this out of the. Uh, uh, Acquisitions Incorporated book, which allows you to remove something that you've said, said within the past, uh, like it's, it's like a minute. I think it's like minute. Yeah. So he insulted a dinosaur or something, and then realized the dinosaur wasn't hostile, but he attacked it, and he's like, "Never mind, forget what I said." <laughs> and it did. And it, I don't and it was supposed to And then the dinosaur was like, "Oh, okay." But it was so amazing. Away. I just loved it. Bards, bards are just really funny things to be. Yes, um, yes. It's really hard to be a serious bard. Very, very difficult. You're, you never once I have I ever seen a bard that takes life seriously. Like a morose requiem like, like, bard. Yeah, no, no. They used to have that. It was uh, in three point five, the dirge singer. Yep, that's exactly what. It, yep. So magical secrets, fantastic, huge, amazing ability. Yes. Um, song of rest, garbage, not helpful in any way. Eh, not the worst, especially if you're in a campaign where you can't long rest regularly. Getting extra health during short rests saves you from using hit dice, which is very helpful. Um, but at, on, in a normal campaign, not so good. But the worst thing about a bard, by far, that they ruined is the goddamn counter charm. Yep. It's fucking terrible. Yep. yep. It's not great. You have to be essentially in combat or go just walking around doing it all the fucking time, hoping that someday it will save your friend. You gain advantage on what now? Take an action. During that time, you... Uh... As an action, you can start a performance that lasts until the end of your next turn. During that time, you and any friendly creatures within 30 feet have advantage on saving throws against being frightened or charmed. Yep. The performance ends early if you are incapacitated or silenced. So I have to be playing a song. If a dragon surprises you, you're screwed. So basically it's like, I know we're going to go fight a dragon. I'm. Pl- it's, this is the song I'm yeah. playing as we walk into yes, battle. Yes, exactly. That's the only exactly. way that works. That's not what counter charm should be. No. It should be a counter. Somebody's trying to Somebody's charm doing you. Magic. You I interrupt it by playing exactly. some really high note. Yeah. You know? this, this doesn't feel like counter charm. Um, I get what they're going for, but this, that ability should be a separate ability. Yes. Uh, like, you know, Usually whatever. called counter song. It, it just let you played it and it lasted. That's exactly what it should be. Yeah. Right. All right. So let's talk about, really quick, let's talk about their colleges. Okay. A lot of colleges, uh, especially they've released several that have been added. I think there are five currently that are official. Um, the College of Swords and the College of Valor are very similar. They're going to be more combat-focused, actually using weapons. Um, they both get extra attack, which is good uh, if you're trying to be that kind of person. Here's your question. Bards, should they be up there? Um, it depends on your build. Because, again, bards can do pretty much anything. The Valor bards get medium armor proficiency. And shields. Yeah, and shields. So they definitely can have the AC. Hit die still a D8. Yeah, same as a cleric. Okay, fair. You know, so um, there's plenty of things that have a D8 health that can, you know, still get up there and do some damage. Um, the question is, what kind of weapon are you using? Are you using probably a rapier, if I had to guess? Because you got dex. Yeah, rapier, short I mean, If you're not using dagger. a whip, I don't think you're doing it right. Whip. Yeah, I could definitely see a whip. I love their combat inspiration, though, for the College That's, of Valor. That is where the College of Valor comes in. Yeah, yeah. Being able to... Uh, add to somebody's attack or reduce uh, an attack against that person, I think is what Yeah, it does. basically you can add to an attack roll or add to a friend's AC with, yeah. you, with your reaction. Yeah, which is pretty good. 
Um, pretty good. Which I, I agree. Oh, no, I'm sorry. It's not with your action. You give them the inspiration. Yeah, you give they, the inspiration can, die. they can use it. It just gives you more u- use out of your inspiration die. It goes a little bit further, uh, which is the same thing that the College of Lore does. You can use your die to cut words yes. to reduce attacks against people, eventually even on yourself, which is pretty sweet. I want to check something really quick. What are you trying to look? Um, so the regular Bardic Inspiration, mm-hmm. you make the roll... I say, oh, I'm going to add this on to it. Yes. Right? Valor, mm-hmm. combat inspiration, I have to use my reaction. Okay. Oh, only on the only on the defensive one. Yes. Only on the defensive one. Okay, okay, okay. But it gives you a reaction instead, which I think is pretty cool. I, I like having extra reactions because reactions are probably the thing that get used the least in the game. I think that's by design. but I agree. Um, yeah. Whoa. College of Veral. Yeah, Valor. B would be at the end of that yep. list you're looking at. Yep, because College of Lore, nobody cares, right? I love College of Lore. It's really? Very, yes, because you get additional magical secrets, so you learn more shit earlier on. At sixth level, you learn two spells of your choice from any class. Yes. Any class. Yes. Any class. Yes. Yeah, I agree. You get a couple extra spells. And That's nice. Peerless skill is quite an awesome actual like just... skill thing. Starting at 14th level, you can uh, expend Bardic Inspiration to add to an ability check. Yep. So if you're really trying to make a jump or something, I would agree that um, the additional magical secrets is the, it's the only that, reason. that's you can get you know at level six you can get pick up fireball you can pick up lightning bolt you can pick up fly yes. haste yes like all these things that a bard would never have access to right and I think maybe there's the, an argument there for college of lore to go so far in college of lore as a bard and multi class is something else yeah because at fourteenth level that I mean purely skill eh, fine. Not the greatest thing in the world. Not necessarily worth going 14 levels And again, Cutting Words is an incredible ability yes. that College of Lore gets. Um, what are the other ones? Uh, the College of Whispers, I don't like very much. Um, their big thing is scaring people, creating paranoia. Spooky. Spooky, yes. Um, <laughs> I think they get a Shadow Hound. God, I feel like that's right, but I'm not 100% sure on that. I'm opening up the thing right now because I forgot to open it up. College of Glamour. College of Swords. College of Whispers, Mantle of Whispers, Words of Terror, Shadow Lore, Words of, what is Whisper, Mantle of Whispers. Oh, no, they get the Psychic Blades. That's, no, I'm th- I think I'm thinking of a warlock that gets the oh, yeah. hound. You um, can disguise yourself with, with Mantle of Whispers. Uh, and Psychic Blades, you just get to do extra damage, psychic damage on an attack, which is, you know, fine. But again, you have to be up there to do the weapon attack. Well, you hit a good so. with a weapon attack. So yeah. it could be a bow. Yeah. Really? I think a bow. But are you giving up your inspiration for, you know, 2d6, 3d6, 5d6? It's damage. Yeah. Very helpful. Yeah. So, I've never tried this one. I've never been this bard, so I don't know. I have. Uh, the other one is the College of Glamour, which I have seen to uh, very good effect. Um, it's Mantle of Info? Inspiration, yes. Uh, essentially when you activate it, it allows your friends actually, not only do they get temporary hit points, but they can also use their reaction to move without provoking tax opportunity. So it can get people out of a pretty terrible situation yes. pretty quickly, which is very helpful, um, especially as we've experienced. Things happen and people get to places that maybe they shouldn't be, like, you know, inside gelatinous cubes. God damn it, that's so fucking funny. I fucking almost died. Um, I think the main point is those other ones we're talking about, um, glamour, um, terror, mm-hmm. not terror, whispers, yeah. whispers. Those aren't combat ready 
bards, right? No. They have other things going for them. Yes. You know, you can charm things, you can command things, yes. you can you can help your allies. They're not up there fighting bards. No. Um, what about this College of Swords? College of Swords, I think, is the... Garbage? The most I, garbage? I, I think it is garbage. Um, yeah. Simply because... I think that the College of Valor is a better choice Agreed. if you're going to be up in the shit. Um, so the, the College of Swords is is like they're they, telling you to go up fight. Yeah. You get and, two fighting styles you can pick from, dueling or two of them fighting. Yes, and you don't get uh, shield proficiency. You only get medium weapon, medium arm Sim- proficiency. If you're proficient with simple martial. Wait, wait, wait. Where is that? Right here. Right. Oh. Yeah. Proficiency medium armor and a skimmer. Yeah. So you don't. Have, so whereas the Valor Bard is going to have uh, two higher AC. The idea is that the sword bard is probably taking two up in fighting to try and increase its damage output. It has these these flourishes that do things. Yes. Um, whenever you take the attack action, your walking speed is by 10 feet, and if a weapon attack you make as part of that action hits a creature, you can flourish, which basically you can do bonus damage, um, bonus you, you, damage, you can get extra, bonus damage. You can get extra defense, you can get extra damage, or you can move. Yeah. And uh, I feel like... You get extra attack actually a uh, level later than the Valor Bard as well. I feel like this is... If I wanted to do this, mm-hmm. why am I just a rogue? Go to the, yeah, we'll go to the last feature. Starting at 40th level, whenever you use a flourish, you can roll d d6 and use it instead of expending a bard against Bird That's Stone. a nice thing. Yeah. You essentially can always do it. Yeah. But I agree, why not just be a rogue? Why am I not just a rogue? Yeah. So I feel like the bard, if you're going to be a combat bard, valor bard. If you're going to be a spellcasting bard, lore. lore bard. Otherwise. If you're in role play, it, yeah, glamour's great. Yep. Whispers, I don't know. I've not seen it. Yep. Um, I'd be a glamour bard if I'm going to be pure role play. So last call, Um, what are our best bard races? Ooh, I mean, you can't, honestly, you can't beat the half elf. Nope, not at all. Plus two charisma, plus one to two other scores. What's the race that you can do with three charisma? Uh, The uh, Flash, changeling. Changeling. Changeling is great. Uh, Tabaxi are excellent. They get plus two uh, dex, dex, plus one charisma. Um, anything that adds dex and charisma or charisma and constitution, you know, yeah. you're solid. I would agree. So worst bards? Orcs. Yeah, pretty much. Orcs. Orcs. Any, uh, bugbear. Anything monstrous because nobody really wants to give the time of day to a monstrous well, that's creature. That's the thing. It could be, you could be a bard. You could be a, I could be what a, bug, a bugbear's version of the bard where I'm. Yeah. Uh, Playing my horn, my war horn, uh-huh. to get to pump up my bugbear peoples, you know. Yeah, but and then using the whip with the reach, as most, we've covered most a million times. Just would not do that. Okay, well, bugbear bard is my next character. There it is. Do it. Out of here. The um, bard. Okay, well, we're gonna go. We're gonna do one more after the break. Um, stick around, party people. Mm-hmm. Hi, we're back. There's a girl at work reading the wheel of time, and I told her about you. I'm oh like, my wheel! I'm like, I'm like, good luck. It's a lot of books. She's through like book five, I think she's. Okay, she's not even halfway. Yeah, no. <laughs> I try to tell him like, good luck. The, the last book is the best book. Okay. If you, if you I will tell never her anything, know. If you want to tell her anything, you can just tell her that. I will never know. Which is saying a lot. It will remain an illusion for the rest of my life. Well, you know, you might like it. I probably will, uh, but I can't read. <laughs> I can't. I don't think the show is probably going to suck. Not saying that I am physically incapable of reading. It's that it, when I read, I I will get through Have you made two pages and fall asleep. Such successful deception checks this whole time, you actually aren't able to read. I just have memorized a lot of words. 
It's like a. Um, that, that's from a uh, new girl, by the way. There's a certain person who is who is very famous in this country. Mm-hmm. He's, he's some might call him a chief executive, mm-hmm. and uh, he often does a thing where he says. Look at this. Look at this document. This is a great document. Why don't you tell me what this says? And he hands it to somebody next to him. And a lot of people think this person can't read, um, or at least is really poor at reading, which I find very funny as a hypothesis. Yeah, I don't know how to read. I've just memorized a lot of words. Yes. Well, you know, you'd only need so many words. I actually feel like Dungeons and Dragons is responsible, at least in part, for my relatively large vocabulary. Oh, very much so. Right. As a 11-year-old when I'm reading the fucking Dungeon Master's Guide. I don't remember what word it was, but I was just doing uh, wordscapes. And I sent I you guys a picture of this, like, uh, and it was a whole bunch of, like, things that I would only ever read in a Dungeons & Dragons books that yeah. were being all the words in my word puzzle. I'm like, I can do this plenty of people using a ton of money to try and get through this because they have no idea what any of these things are. Yeah, and a lot of them are, are, are like, multi-syllabic big words, mm-hmm. which I really appreciate that in 5th edition, as much as the game itself might have been simplified, they didn't simplify that this is a nerdy fucking game. Mm-hmm. Here's some words that you have to learn. And it also gets you uh, interested in uh, ancient history and religion. Like, I'm sure that, you know, anyone that's ever run into a Medusa in the game has probably been like, what the fuck's the story with this bitch? Magusa. Yes, Magusa. Magusa, indeed. Yes. Well, I just think that's part of the story. That's part of the appeal. It makes you a better Scrabble player, a uh, better Bananagrams. Hey, I've player. said for a long time. I think it just makes you a better person. But what having more words? D and D, just D and D in general. Ah, uh, if you go on the subreddit RPG horror stories, you well, will see that it well, does not make well, all people now, better. Well, now wait. Terrible people are terrible people. Maybe they're getting better, or worse, because people still play out their rape fantasies in Dungeons and Dragons. Well, you know Tail. what? I never did that. I got held once. I wasn't talking about you. I was talking about. Uh, Psychopaths. Oh, yeah. But yeah, I remember I was naked and got held by a sorcerer who didn't like that I was up in his daughter. and yeah. Anywho, why don't you go ahead and roll that other dice? You roll it. I rolled it last time. Oh, me? Yeah. Cleric. Anything other than one. Oh, yeah. Okay, so Just if got I roll anything one, other than one. one. Yeah. Fuck. Great job. Well well fucking done, mate. Uh-oh. 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 It's a four. Oh, wow. The bard wizard. This be, character's this be, fucked. This character's really fucked. Okay, well, I feel like Wizards is a pretty simple conversation, honestly. After having talked about every single arcane class until this one, uh, I think that we can uh, skip a lot of the basics. But a wizard is an arcane caster who, whereas sorcerers gain their power through you know, their blood and... Bards, Bards through song. song and warlocks through a pact with another being. Wizards just read a lot. A wizard is the quintessential spellcaster of note. Yeah, it is what spellcasters have always been. Right. In any role-playing setting, this was the prototype. This was the the first. This is how people imagine them. The, the Merlo- old man. Merlin. Merlin. Yeah, yeah Merlock. I was going to say Merlock, yeah. Merlin, uh, you know. Harry Potter. Saurabond. Fucking yeah, right. Gandalf, the old guy that just knows a lot of shit. And I think that is, details aside, um, every spellcaster you see in a medium of mm-hmm. some kind is it's closer to a wizard than anything else. It's a reason it's wizards of the coast and not warlocks of the Sorcerers coast. Sorcerers of the coast. Bards of the coast. Clerics of the coast. Yeah. That's pretty good, though. That's an ice cream joint, I feel like. Which one? Clerics, Clerics of the coast. Clerics of, Clerics of the cone. Cler- Ooh, interesting. Um, anything... Uh, uh, the the women who cast spells in the Wheel of Time—they're fucking wizards. In the fifth season books, the me- the the 
uh, terramancers who are doing magic. They're fucking wizards. They have to study. They just study mm-hmm. and learn magic. Harry Potter. He's which, a wizard. Which I think is a prime example of why wizards always seem old. Because it takes them time to learn this shit. Well, human wizards. Oh, well, yes. I mean, obviously, right. elven wizards look young forever and ever, ever. But they are all older. It took time. Exactly. Exactly. You know, you don't see 20-year-old level 20 wizards. It just doesn't happen. That person would have had to have been, like, a genius. Yeah. It's naturally. Yeah. They have a yeah, photographic like the, memory. The They're nine-year-old genius. graduating college. That's a yeah, 20-year-old they, wizard. Yeah, exactly. He graduated... Uh, from his wizard school from yeah. Hogwarts at yeah. age seven. Schmogwarts. I don't Schmog- know if we're allowed to say. I can say Hogwarts. Can we? Yeah, of course. I don't know. I can refer to a thing. Can we? It's fair use. I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, but th- that's a really good point that I didn't consider. That's why you always see an old wizard. Yes. Because you know what? Young wizards, not that good at being wizards yet. Yes, exactly. So, I mean, I'm looking at the wizard table right here. Pretty straightforward, right? It's pretty straight fucking forward. Not a lot going on. Arcane tradition. Ability score. Arcane Tradition, Ability score. Arcane Tradition, Ability score. All the way to level 18 where mm-hmm. I get Spell Mastery, and then level 20 I get what's called a Signature Spell, which is a weird ability that I don't know how I feel about it, but basically you're casting spells. That's so, what a wizard fucking does. Prob- and probably the biggest part about a wizard is his spell book. Yes. It's usually bigger than they are. Yes. I mean, the just this massive tome. Other uh, classes have books to pull from um like druids i'm sure have some sort of you know similar idea where they're praying for spells and stuff and they're preparing spells but a, wizard, a physical book a wizard actually has it in front of them yeah. like he's, they're he's, looking like well this one sounds good today basically he went to school he bought the textbook he didn't rent it and he's just been using it ever highlighting since. things he cut out the pages and put them in a new book yep. and it just keeps going yep putting tabs on Honestly, certain pages i love that part of a wizard was like he finds a scroll you know what? I'm, I'm we're not using this scroll. I'm writing this into my book. Into my fucking book. Yes. Which it never feels like it plays out as a really great ability, but it's so cool. I don't think uh, the one thing I will say, um, uh, they're doing a great job of it on Critical Role, in my opinion, uh, with Caleb taking the time and like saying, you know, hey guys, you go do whatever you want. I'm I'm spending four hours. I'm writing this thing in my book. Yeah, but it does cost money. Costs money. Costs and not an money. insignificant amount. No. Yes. Fifty gold per level in two unless, hours. I unless think? they're specialized unless it's your in specialization. It. Yeah. Yep. Then it's half. Half. Yeah. Half. Yeah. Half the cost. Half the time. It would. You know the book. So uh, an, uh what ninth level spell is four hundred fifty gold and eighteen hours of time. It's your whole day. Yeah. Yeah. It's like your whole fucking. Day. It is not an insubstantial amount of money to learn these things. Well, that's the thing. Is that sort of ruling is applying for when you're you're getting new spells and writing them in yes. like um where is it listed exactly it's listed under the spell book, spell I think. book. copying a spell into the book copying a spell into the book when you find a wizard spell at first level higher you can add to your book you can add to your book this doesn't really it doesn't explicitly say when you level up and you learn new spells you have to take that time i think those essentially uh you don't have to because it's implied that you've been Just taking doing the time that. You've been yes. working on it until you got to that level. Yeah, it's like, I already saw this spell being cast. I'm working on it myself. Yes. I'm testing it out. I'm, I'm just doing that as part of it. That actually brings up an excellent point that we've kind of touched on before, but never really gone into it. I'd like to go into this in another session, maybe not this one. But it's the idea of when we level, you don't just instantly get these things. Yeah. You've been working on it. Correct. And nobody ever really role plays that. No one ever tries to say, and that's something that I'm actually working on in my Monday group, is eventually I want to be, I'm a barbarian right now, but I want to multi-class into either fighter or paladin. And so I'm working with the paladin. I'm like, hey, you know, I use a two-handed weapon recklessly all the fucking time. Can you teach me how to be a better fighter? 
how to be calmer and how to be more tactful in my approach. And so that's something that we're role-playing out right now. Those were rules and descriptions in third edition of of you should find someone to train you. Yeah. And there's downtime activities listed in the player's handbook now for finding somebody to train you but in skill and but stuff. But something that people don't do because when you're in this quest and you're in this mode, people don't spend downtime. Nobody spends a week it's just really sitting around. It's really a thing between you and your DM. Yeah. Um, but the, let's, let's reel it back in here, sir. So, But I think the point is uh, learning these spells and writing these spells down is an opportunity for role play that people skip over. So I want to articulate something important about the wizard. And that is um, it doesn't have, like we had just described, it doesn't have a lot going on that's not our spells or ability scores improvements. It has arcane tradition features, obviously. But the important part is it can cast so many spells as rituals. Yes. So which yes. basically means you gain a bunch of abilities that if you take 10 minutes, you can just do. Yes. More than anybody else. Wizards... Dru- druids and clerics uh, all yeah, have yeah. rituals but too. They have less but wizards spells. have more access to ritual spells. Because you can write it down in your book. Infinite spells in theory. And very soon, uh, coming to a game near you, uh, there will be a certain warlock that will be doing that as well. What? Ritually casting? Mm-hmm. Casting what? You'll see. Raise dead? You'll see. Raise, raise, raise living? I don't think any of those are ritual spells. The zombie horse is going to be fucking hilarious, I think. <laughs> um, and that's a big part of it is they have so many spells to pick from. That's and like that's why, having classic And that's why you never prepare a ritual spell. No. You just leave it in your bucket as a ritual, and you do it when you I need to have, do it. I have access to this all yeah. the time. Forever. So essentially they have access per day to more spells than anyone. Correct. But it takes them longer to get those spells. But that's a functional, as opposed to like Bardic Inspiration is my ability. My ability is if I take 10 minutes, I can I do cast all, all this these shit. things. 10 plus casting time, but yeah. Yeah. Hey, so many things you got. I can always cast detect magic. Just yep. give me ten minutes. Yep. Comprehend languages. Identify. identify. Just give me ten minutes. Yep. All, amazing. Amazing. Absolutely yep. amazing. Um, but they do get so many spells just as it is, right? Like a lot of fucking spells. Mm-hmm. Plenty of cantrips. Um, so let's talk about these arcane traditions. Let's talk really quickly about spell mastery. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Because it's an interesting thing that only wizards get is this spell mastery and signature spell. Choose a first level wizard spell and a second level wizard spell that are in your book. You can cast those spells at their lowest level without expending a spell slot when you have them prepared. If you want to cast either spell at a higher level, you must expel spell slots as normal. But I just enjoy the idea that these are essentially what I like to think of as super cantrips. Is that a first and second level cantrip? Yeah, like what would you take at first level? As a wizard? Yeah. Magic Missile? That's what I'm thinking. Fireball. That or magic Shield. Missile. Magic Missile's pretty good. Uh, Just Cantrip Shield? Wait, isn't Mage Armor first level spell? Yeah. Mage Armor? But it, Mage Armor already lasts for eight hours. But I can... Just, that's, the, just wait, imagine what? every... What? But I don't have to spend the slot then. Yeah. That's the point. Yeah. But I think magic, spend a slot. magic Missile's a pretty good, pretty yeah. good one. Well, Shield, you just do every turn, essentially, then, as a reaction. Hmm. Depends what you're going for, offense or yeah. defense. So, I'm just saying, plus 5 to your AC every turn is pretty fucking good. But a free 5d4 Oh, yeah, no, wait. You know. Well, it would be, yeah, 3d4. You cast at your lowest level. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. You cast at the lowest level. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Okay, with that in mind, shield. Something it's that pretty, doesn't scale. Pretty fucking good. Yeah, it's pretty good. That's pretty good, actually. And then second level, maybe offense with, like, Agnizer Scorcher or something. Second level spells off the top of my head. Um, Missy Step. Every See, this is this is why we call you the old Min Max metagaming champion. Why? Because you've thought about this. <laughs> you thought about the best use of this. 
mm-hmm. and how to basically make your I've AC considered... infinitely higher. I've considered being a wizard. Mm-hmm. Sure, likely story. Wait, what's this? What's the signature spell business? Signature spell is essentially uh, you get to pick two third level spells in your spell book, and uh, you always have them prepared. They don't cast count against that number, and you can cast them each once, once. without. So it's kind of like the opposite. It's always prepared, but you can cast it once, as opposed to you have to prepare, but you can cast it infinitely. Yeah, well, you cast once without expanding the spell slot. Yes. So that's the nice thing. So essentially, you get a free fly, you get a free fireball, you get a free lightning bolt, free haste. You know. Yes, which are all the big offensive spells, but I'm sure there's some other. Oh yeah, I'm just, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, if if this was a cleric who had this ability, cure wounds is a first level spell. It's Mass make, healing words, I think, a third level you spell. F- you know, f- you give me free spells as a cleric. Or like, vivify. Do way more damage, and or prevent way more damage. Really. Yes. Um. But having him as a wizard, it's like, what What am I valuing? Am I valuing offense? Am I valuing you know, research? What am I doing? Um, okay, okay. Let's get into these things. I don't think we have enough time to get into every tradition. Well, I want to talk about what the core traditions are. Because there are so many traditions. You talk about the core ones. I want to talk about the not core ones. Well, the core traditions are for each school. Yeah. Abjuration. 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 Conjuration. Divination. Enchantment. Evocation. Illusion. Necromancy. Uh, and transmutation. Thank you. You're the full metal alchemist. Uh, so they basically apply to each school. Now, again, that's a lot of stuff. Yes. And um, they're not all good. Al- no. Uh, Divination is the best. Eh, I mean, evocation is pretty BA. I know. It is. But, uh, but abjuration, the uh, the ward that you get with abjuration is pretty good. I'd say conjuration and enchantment and illusion are probably the worst. I just want, I know, I'm going back because I want to talk about it. Divination. Poor so 10. Good. So Poor good. Poor 10. Very good. Starting at second level, when you choose this school, you get glimpses in the future. Basically, once a day, you get to roll 2d20s, yep. write the numbers down somewhere else, mm-hmm. and you can replace any attack roll, saving throw, or ability check made by you or anyone you can see with that roll yep. before they roll. Mm-hmm. So basically, you roll the 1 to 20, right? Say you roll the 1 to 20. I'm just going to hold on to that 1. Oh, the big bad is going to attack. He one. rolled. A, he rolled a 1. Oh, okay, my friend's going to attack him. He rolled a 20. Oh, see, now I'd save that one. Big, We're talking big bad? Yeah. I have tried to hit you with a bunch of things. But you know what I've been saving for you? Finger of death. You know what save you're not going to make? Legendary resistance. Ooh. Oh, you already used him. That's, I've, you, oh, I've been okay. throwing shit at you all battle. I wait for that third legendary resistance to drop. You go to make that save. Here's that one for you. I think it's such an insane ability. It is. It's like You it's, just have to live long enough to use well, it. It's unlike any other ability in the game. Yes. And that's it's it can be it's kind of interesting because you roll two d twenties. If I roll like a twelve and a nine, yeah, I don't know if those are good. But I I actually when I'm attacking, say say you know you've attacked a couple mm-hmm. times and we know it's twelve. I, I, I hits, know my number. I know 12. my to hit yeah, number. You get a free attack, friend. You get a yeah. you hit for sure. Yeah. But like, I don't think nothing else can reproduce that ability, and it's just so cool. Yeah, even like there's plenty of things that give disadvantage or advantage. Yes, but nothing it's just says that roll is that yeah. number forever fact. Um, so why did you say evocation is legit? Uh, you know, I like. I think everyone likes evocation. The sculpt spell's ability is sculpt just spell. so unbelievably powerful. The idea that you can just you, you can center a fireball right on your friend and he'll be fine. Visually, also just like gorgeous, picturing it. It's like a swirling. You remember in Harry Potter when, when Dumbledore is swirling that firestorm around them, and then in the middle, like fine, no problem. Yeah, fire donut. Yeah. That's funny. It's a fireball. It's a would, fire would donut. Would it be a fire donut or more like a fire? If I send it on my friend. Fire like. But fire it's a donut. ball with a, a smaller ball in the middle, like the core of the earth. But but he or she or they 
are exempt from it. So there's really just this like column hole. Why in is it a column and not a sphere in the center? You've cut out. Well, I don't know. Is it a ring or a sphere? It's a sphere, <laughs> asshole. That's a that's an old old. It's joke. not even funny. At this old, point. It's, it's a little funny. It's, no, it's not. Uh, they also get potent cantrips. Uh, yeah, which is what bonus team? No, uh, when a creature succeeds ah, on a yes. cantrip, they still take damage, which is great because cantrips are always do that. that. All or nothing. Can't just don't do that. Whereas right. this is, you know, you still are taking damage yeah. no matter what. Which, which is... would be really nice if you were a bard with Vicious Mockery to get that extra, oh, yeah, get that extra little damage. I did want It's always you. one, basically. Um, and then, uh, finally, uh, at 14th level, uh, you can take damage to do maximum damage on your spells at, if they're casted from 1st to 5th level. Which is pretty exciting. It is. It's like, okay, you know what? I go deep. I need this fifth level fireball to kill as many things as possible. I will take the Blood magic. 4d12 yeah. psychic damage to make sure that happens. So I know there's a lot of wizard schools, and we, we literally don't have time to talk about all of them, but I think there's there's so many different versions of wizards. So I think the important thing that I want to have... Like we're, we're, over we're, we're over now. We're over now? Yeah. We're Fucking ball sack. We're already over. Ah, shit. Okay, real fast. There are two that are not based on a school. There's yes. the Blade Singer, which is uh, Elven in nature, mm-hmm. uh, and you essentially get to. It's like a bard, which I was going to bring up. It's like a bard wizard. Which is why am I doing that? Yeah, yeah. Um, but essentially, it's like a sword, uh, College of Swords bard, but it's a wizard. Yeah. And then finally, there's my favorite, the War Mage, War Magic, uh, classic fun. Uh, they get uh, bonuses to AC and saving throws when they're concentrating on spells. Uh, you know, they can deflect things with arcane magic for free. Uh, it's just a bunch of fun things. Definitely look into that if you want to be an actual like min maxing metagaming champion, offensive wizard. If you are you, just you just love being the best. You keep trying to tear me down with this stuff, <laughs> but it's fine. Um, I think there's a lot of good races for wizards, depending on what you want to do, except for dwarves. Um, Anything intelligence based is a solid place to start, and there's not many of those. So if not that, dexterity constitution is also very good. Uh, so we we obviously didn't have a lot of time there, but we didn't solve or learn anything as per usual. Uh, make sure Yanti. Yanti. Make sure no, they don't get intelligence. They don't get intelligence. Wisdom charisma. Oh, elves. What? No. Which elves? High elves. High elves get intelligent decks, right? Eldrin. Eldrin. Um, make sure to subscribe and rate the show wherever you found it. Please give us those you Thank know you. those five stars. Um, I say follow us on Twitter at RDBD Podcast. But you're not missing much. I don't care enough, honestly, about the Twitter. But we post to the thing. If, again, yeah, if you want to know like that we're not going to be on, that's where you'll find out. Feel free to send us topics you want to hear about uh, or your D&D rants at rgbdpodcast and gmail.com. Look forward to next week where we conclude this with a cleric druid in some Which random Which actually order. makes total sense. A little bit. We'll get there. We didn't really multi-class this, but okay. You can't multi-class. Don't multi-class wizards. Just don't do it. Yeah, that's a mistake. You're missing out on 20th level shit. All right, people. We'll see you next time. Till then. Thank <laughs> you.